is your recording like a weapon that fires clones of you in that it is begun? It's a BB gun. So when I went out to dinner, my mom was like, go ahead, Ryan, have a margarita. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and now I see what the worst that could happen is. <laughs> you have ingested alcohol. Which means that I'll never make a good joke. Oh, good. Then we're on the same page. Let's get into it. Welcome to Nothing's Perfect. I'm Jordan. And I'm Ryan. And we're here to recognize flaws in the things our world has created and eradicate them. That's right. We know that 36 might be a perfect score on the ACT, but if you add up all the numbers from 1 to 36, like 1 plus 2 plus 3 all the way to 36, you get 666, which is the number of the Satan. And we don't want that. You want to know what's the number of the memes? Is it... Wait, is it 42? No, wait, it's... Are you are you doing like the loss in Roman numerals and adding them up? It's fifty five. Yeah, you're just you're just doing the numbers. I was of doing loss I was doing the up. numbers of loss and adding them up. <laughs> yeah, because it's Roman numeral one, Roman numeral two, Roman numeral two again, and then L. Yep. So yeah, now for those of you at home, you now know the Roman numeral transcribing of loss. One two two fifty. Hopefully you all use this information and uh, don't harm your families with it. Go like, hey, mom, you want to understand what all the cool kids are talking about today? And she'll be like, what? what is it, honey? One, two, two, fifty. And then she'll like make that her bank password or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of banks, I'm mad at the bank institution. I'm uh, mad what did at the, the bank institution the do now? Government. I'm mad at the bank. What did the banks do now? They are an oppressive force. They are an oppressive force. They only let me get cash mm. in twenties. Mm. Here, here. I had to get fifty dollars to pay off a water bill. Yeah. And they only let me. Receive cash in $20 bills. Bring it home. So I had to bring out $60 instead of the 50 that I needed in cash. So I was sitting here, my finger in my eye, with $60 in my hands when I only needed 50. When I only needed 50, Ryan. And the Lord said hallelujah. So that I had 10 less in my bank account than I needed. Lord. I'm mad at the banks. Wait, why not just why not just like use your debit card? Let's perfect the banks. Is that what we're starting That's with? That's what we're starting with. We're going to perfect the banks. Ryan, what are you mad at the bank about? Okay, you want legitimate like criticisms here Absolutely. Tell out. us all about your problems with the bank institution. Imagine some dude holds on to your money for you. We're going to go on we're going to go metaphor mode right okay, now. Okay, let's do it. Let's say let's say you're like, man, I'm just carrying way too much cash. Um Robert Banks. No, Philip Banks. That's a good reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philip. <laughs> could you hold on to my $100, please? And he goes, "No problem." Cool. And then and then like a few days later, you walk up to him and say, "Hey man, I need some of that money now. Can I have $20?" And he says, "Sure thing." Um can I have five cents? Why? 
so you can get your money back. I shouldn't have to pay money for my own money. So let's talk about ATM fees. Okay, eight. Oh, boy. There we go. Howdy. It's connecting. Boy, oh, howdy. What about it's those connecting. ATM fees? They're. Remember that? Remember that I thing that I just said? Remember I that tried, thing that I just said? I tried to do like. I wanted to do like an angry slam on my desk, but my desk is made out of black glass. And I didn't oh God! Want, I didn't want to potentially harm it, so it was just like a really tame like flump. I remember um, last Sunday I was uh, doing a D&D campaign with my IRL friends. Uh, some of the ideas from it I'm totally going to steal and put into realms. Absolutely. Um, and I was introducing this character who was supposed to be like this larger than life personality. <laughs> like a god. That, yeah. Like um, was keeping them saying, you will not pass. And I slammed my hand on the carpet floor. And it turns out the rug wasn't padded. <laughs> so I was like, you will not pass. Ah! <laughs> Mistakes, mistakes. Okay, so ATM fees. That remember that whole tirade about Philip Banks that I just said? Yeah, Philip was a jerk. That was that was that was just a big old metaphor about ATM fees. Oh my god, I didn't even realize at the time in which you were telling me it. That's right. So banks are bad. Anyway, what's your suggestion? I decided to shake things up and um, say that I don't like the audience anymore. Um, oh, hey, audience, if you're listening, um. Enough. We're just getting mad at everybody today. Urgh, yeah, grr. this is a rage episode. Grr, I'm so angry at everybody in the world. Um, also, now nah, I decided. I decided that this is something that uh, has just been on my mind a lot recently. So I figured there is no way. I figured it'd be really helpful if we just tried to do it ourselves. Of course, later on in the episode, I'll probably fish in the uh, audience suggestion pond. Yeah, uh, and and this is something that I want to quickly bring up and 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 like just just go over. Uh, yeah. As the show goes on, we're going to be doing uh, hopefully a lot more experimenting with the format uh, because we've had a little bit of discussion about how, like, there are certain things that we're not feeling too good about uh, the show. And we just want to make sure that in these early stages of the show, we're trying out all of our possibilities and not, like, locking us into this into this format that maybe we're not enjoying as much after a certain period of time. So uh, we're just going to be trying stuff out. So, like, yeah, bear with us if it's a bit weird. Yeah, our goal is to make this the best it can be in the long run for both you all listening and for us doing it. Yeah. So we're just kind of throwing things at the wall, and if it doesn't stick, whatever. We're only like 11 episodes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, this is episode 12, so like... By the time we're like 80 years old and we're at episode 3089, this episode is just going to be old history. Like, you could put this in a history book. Yeah, it'll, it'll be in 1989. Reference! 1989, is that a Taylor Swift reference? Wait, 1989, was that the name of the, the book? 1984. Oh, 1984, heck, I had Taylor on the brain. <laughs> you listening to the new album, Reputation? Aw, oh, look what Taylor made me do. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, <laughs> so um, the thing that's been on my mind a lot recently that I feel like we need to talk about okay. is a little game about Super Mario and his friend Odyssey. His friend Mr. Odyssey, the big earth <laughs> that... Just sits on him all the time. It's where Superb Mario <laughs> throws his hat down at the Earth. And now the Earth is like, it's a me, Earth. <laughs> Ow, you're constantly hurting me with your fumes. Fume? What? That's, Hold on. That's, that's Mario being the Earth and being constant. Oh. We're killing the Earth, everybody. 
Okay, that's where. And we're thus, we're killing thought, Mario. Maybe that'll get everybody a little bit more ex- it, it, concerned about the environment. Tell everybody it's Mario. If Mario did inhabit the Earth, like so, everything that he captures in Odyssey grows like like it has the hat and it grows a mustache, right? Right. So that means the Earth is just gonna be growing this <laughs> enormous, like continent-sized <laughs> mustache. That'd be fucking disgusting. Why is there a giant pile of hair stretching all the way out, originating in Europe? Just like some dude in, like, India is just going to be chilling on his MacBook Pro, minding his own business. (laughs) All of a sudden, a bunch of huge, gross, greasy hair follicles are just going to be sprouting (laughs) through his window. No, why did you tell me that Mario's mustache is greasy? I don't want to know that or think about it. Have you seen how defined the shape is? Have you seen how defined the shape is? Do you think it just grew like that? I wanted to keep... My life a little bit more innocent, Ryan. You've ruined me. If you squeeze the mustache, it would sound like... No! No! No, it wouldn't! Stop! La, 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 talking about greasy, disgusting mustache. Let's talk about Super Mario Mario's mustache is clean, pristine, and ready to lean. In which direction? The right direction. Let's talk about the game Super Mario Odyssey. What makes it good? What makes it great? What makes it not great? The game is good, Ryan. It's constantly surprising and 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 pleasing you at every single moment. Like, yeah, there was never a moment where I was playing the game where I was like, mm, I'm not having fun right now. Like, maybe this is a little bit frustrating. It was like, no, all of this is fantastic. Even like when it got to the last, like very last level when like spoilers uh it's just like this long stretch of yeah. of platforming where like there's no checkpoints even then it was like yeah, that it was hard was and i hell. had to do it many many times but i was still like having a great time and it took me like 2 days but those 2 days were still fantastic um also my experience throughout the game was objectively better because i purchased the wedding peach amiibo beforehand and thus i was able to play as best mario throughout the whole thing yeah i was at first i was gonna say um did you know that um once you beat the game you can just buy the wedding dress yes i mean that that being said it is still an advantage because you can just do it from the get-go oh, like absolutely. you can just wake that, up and yeah that, you can just that's... wake up in the morning feeling like p diddy put your wedding dress on go out the door and hit gonna, that city. yeah hit the city uh, yeah, no, I knew that, uh, and that's actually, it's actually yeah. really cool that they did it that way. I, I don't have yeah. a problem with that. The only reason I got the Amiibo was because I didn't want to wait until the end of the game, because I knew, I knew that the wedding dress was going to be an end game thing, and I wanted to play, yeah. if not the whole game, most of the game with that, with that dress on, so, yeah, uh, sure. yeah that's why I did it, uh, and thus, um, I was given the privilege of playing as best Mario throughout most of the game. I feel like uh, now that we're kind of in review mode, I definitely want to give my uh, 25 cents Absolutely. On, um, on this wonderful Mario game. First of all, um, let's talk about the mobility. Oh my god, yes. The mobility is absolutely beautiful, allowing Mario to like do all sorts of long jumps. Like One thing I've noticed in the, in the main series Mario games, 3D Mario games at least, starting all the way back in 64 when 3D motion was just like this endless frontier that barely anyone yeah. had touched. They were innovating like shit on 3D motion. It was like Mars. If you look at the previous Mario main series game before Mario 64, you have stuff like, you have Super Mario World, where basically in terms of motion, um, the, bit, the biggest movement options that you had was like you know, the jump, the spin jump that allowed you to um, jump on certain things. 
and then like maybe jumping fast, which allowed you to do fun stuff if you had a power up. When you're making a jump like that from where your big moves are a spin jump that lets you jump on things and a normal jump and then maybe a fast jump. When you go to 3D, and this is a new thing that like barely anyone has done, like Crash Bandicoot's in the works, Super Mario 64 is in, well obviously it's in the works, we're talking about the creation of it. <laughs> um, it could just, they could have just been like, okay, we'll just do, you know, he can do a jump. Maybe if he jumps a couple times in a row, he'll get a little boost. And they did do that, but then they added ground pounds, side flipping, backflips, crawling, yep. long jumps. Yep. It was insane. Yeah, they they went all out that first their first foray into 3D, and that has still been the core foundation of Mario's movement in the 3D games for such a long time because it is such a solid foundation. Yeah. Like, and and it it really goes to show the effort that they put into it. Like the and just hearing stories about the way that they made that game is incredible. Because, like, if, yeah. if if people don't know, the way that they designed Super Mario 64, before they made any of the worlds, any of the levels, before they designed any of that, they put Mario in a box, an empty box, and refined his controls until they were amazing. They made sure yeah. that before they designed anything else, they got his movement down perfect. The whole aspect of a platformer is how you move a character. And then, of course, as they evolved throughout the different 3D games, they evolved how different movement skills could be done. When they moved over to Sunshine, they added the Flood, which allowed for not as many different varieties as Super Mario 64, only because that was just like a breakthrough. Yeah. Like they had like different nozzles that you could switch between, but in terms of movement, that was just like the hover nozzle and then turbo and rocket, which you switch between with boxes in the main hub world. Um, but then, and with Galaxy, like, Galaxy's cool, doesn't really have as many movement options, though, but then Odyssey comes in, and they're just like, how many movement options can we have with this hat? Yeah. And then they just throw them all at you. Okay, so, I really don't know how I'm gonna feel if they take away the hat in future 3D Mario games, because... I have become so accustomed to having that hat and it is it opens up such a wide range of movement options that feels like the actual next evolution of Mario's movement cuz like with Galaxy like the flip was cool but you're okay with that being like a game specific thing cuz that's like okay there's no way that normal Mario when he's not in space is going to be able to do like this midair magical flip you know and like yeah, same with like flood yeah and, and like the flood like he's not gonna have that in every game so like you're okay with those being game specific things but for me i feel like mario being able to throw his hat not only as a movement thing but as an attack in retrospect it just seems so obvious right like i yeah. can't be the only person that feels that way because like and then uh, no keep going well i was just gonna say like if they take that away i'm gonna be slightly upset but also like really curious to see how they do things without it like in that in that kind of 3d space if they expand upon this formula even farther like how are they gonna manage that same scope of movement because as it stands mario odyssey and this is my personal opinion i feel like it's the best controlling game i've ever played just in terms of like the simplicity of the controls and how that simplicity lends itself to such versatility and not only that but 
how good it feels to pull those things off and how natural it feels to pull those things off. Because, like, the dive was a little weird at first, but once you get into it, it becomes second nature to just, like, press yeah, the trigger sure. and then throw the cap button to dive. Like, it, yeah. it just becomes, like, nothing. And that's what this whole moveset has been like. So I'm just... Yeah, like, I remember um, I remember I had done a lot of the Koopa free-running stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying game. to beat your score on one of them. You'll you'll never. I know I won't, and it sucks. I'm... But I'm gonna listen, keep I hope you re- I hope that you realize that every day I take a look at all of my friends' rankings on Koopa Free Running every level, and if any of them have passed me, I put all of my life into beating them again. <laughs> you monster! Especially on Bowser's Kingdom. You but, monster! So, <laughs> but um, but I remember like I, I remember as I was like playing through Bowser's Kingdom, getting a pretty fucking high score. Um, hashtag humble brag. Um, as I was like going through it, just doing like a long jump onto a cap jump and like all this rolling shit in the back of mind, I was thinking, you know what? When I first got this game, I was like trying to figure out how to do the dive onto the cap move. Uh, yeah. I told you about I was that. struggling. Yeah. You did tell me about that. Shout out to Jordan. Um, Thanks. but I, w- but I was just thinking to myself, I remember I was like legitimately struggling with this shenanigans and now. I'm just doing it off the top of my head without even like thinking. Yeah. Is it's it's the vehicle that lets the rest of the game be as amazing as it is as as it is. Most definitely. Like the rest of the game is brilliant. The level design is fantastic. The worlds are almost all incredible. Some specific ones are just mind-blowingly fun. Yeah. Like New Donk uh, City is so yeah, great. Yeah, New Donk. Um another one of my favorites is uh I mean, I haven't gone because what I've been doing in the game is I've been going back and trying to 100% the worlds uh, one by one. So uh, once yeah. I once I beat the game, I went back and I started doing it one by one. Right now, I'm on Wooded Kingdom and I'm trying to get as many moons as possible in that. Um, so I haven't gone back and played through all of them as much as I would like to, but I have played a ton of those first few worlds. I really oh, like. Yeah. Um, it's really small. But I think that Cap Kingdom is incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, Bonneton. I, I think that that kingdom is great just in terms of aesthetic and design. And uh, it's such a good introductory area as well. Oh, yeah. In terms of introduction, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think I, one of the cool moves is that one of the really, like, really subtle things, because I've, I've been really into game design talking about it and stuff. Um, but I think one of the cool things that it does in that is the way that the um, floor has that pattern on it. When the the first shot of playable stuff in the game is a bird's eye view of the ground, and then when you move the camera, because like, hey, move the camera, it reveals that you're actually on a hill. Yeah. Which is like, it's it's so weirdly subtle. Yeah. But it's so effective in being like, hey, this is 3D. Yeah. Like, if you look at everything from this direction, it's not going to cut it. And not only that, but it shows you that, like, there is, like, momentum mechanics in the game. Like, yeah. when you run down a hill, Mario runs faster. And, yeah. like, and like he puts his arms out like that. And, and I think that is also a subtle way of introducing that. Um, of course, when I say introducing, I don't know if that's always been a thing with 3D Mario. Because um, I haven't played Sunshine and 64 extensively. But, like... I know it isn't a thing in um, 64 yeah. or uh, Sunshine. Yeah. So... It's it's relatively recent, so I think that that's also a subtle way of maybe doing that, and also like giving people who know about the role or are able to figure it out relatively quickly a nice little area to test it out on. Yeah. Uh, so many subtle things like that 
that just really add to the experience and add to the environmental learning of the experience. Um, Cause obviously everyone knows that Mario is a master of teaching through level design rather than tutorials. Um, <laughs> For a second, I'll, I thought you were going to say a master of jumping and I'm like, he's, fuck yeah, he Mar sure is. <laughs> 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 but yeah, everyone knows that Mario is a master of not only yeah. jumping, but teaching through level design. And this game holds that completely true still to this day. Know it. And uh, one thing I want to stress, because I didn't get the chance to touch on it since you were just on an absolute roll, um, <laughs> the kingdoms are really, really well designed. Um, in terms of, like, design, I think that, like, structurally, I really like Cascade Kingdom, because that's... Yes. I think Cascade does a very good job of um, having, like, a linear path that you can follow, but so many goodies on the side that you can easily get distracted by. Like, it has a very clear through line of, like, hey, you get from point A to point B, now go over here, now go over there. Um... And it's very clear on that, but at the same time, there's so many things on the side that you can very easily get distracted by. However, aesthetically, I fucking love Luncheon Kingdom. I Oh my god, Luncheon Kingdom is fantastic. That, that uh, aesthetic, that fucking cute, weird, like, cubic, abs, not abstract, but, like, very simplistic, polygonal? almost aesthetic. Polygonal, that's it, polygonal! Yeah. I'm all over that. It's so good. Uh, I did want to touch on what you said about, like, how the, the goals are very clear, but you can easily get distracted. I yeah. found that... When I beat the game, I realized that I never actually beat the boss in Wooded Kingdom. Well, no, I didn't even not just beat the the boss. I didn't get to the first goal in Wooded Kingdom initially. I <laughs> wow. went around and I got moons everywhere else in that opening section. All the ones that I needed and then I moved on. And Holy the crap. fact that they let you do that is incredible. Like, yeah. they, they don't tell you what moons you have to get. They just say, hey, you got to get these moons. They're everywhere. Have at it. However you want to do it. And that's so cool. Of course, the easiest way to do it is to go down the path. Because when you beat yeah, the that, bosses, that, you get the multi-moons. Multi yeah, yeah. Which is, like, three moons. And, like, that's very it's a useful. super awesome three-in-one deal. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, that I was able to do that and I didn't even realize it until after I beat the game is crazy. Now, one thing I want to zero in on real quick. <clears throat> um, and something else that we haven't touched on, but I feel like we can hit two words with one stone on this. Um, okay. You had said uh, earlier on when you said kingdoms, you said a lot of the kingdoms are really fun. Yes. The implication of that is there are some kingdoms that aren't fun, so maybe there's something well, we can perfect well, there. Well, maybe... maybe I didn't mean to imply that there are kingdoms that aren't like I know that aren't fun, but just aren't as as good or as memorable or as creative. Yeah. Um, I personally I like Wooded Kingdom, but I I I'm finding that it's it actually might be one of my least favorite, despite having the most banging track. It has a good track. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, very surf aesthetic, which is weird because mm -hmm. it's a forest level. With robots. It's yeah, it's a forest level with machinery and you get like this beach music. Um that's an interesting take, but it works for whatever reason. Um yeah. that and uh okay. The uh what was it? Not not the lost kingdom. Um the kingdom the ruined kingdom, I think ruined is what it's kingdom, called. Yeah. yeah. 
The set piece is incredible. Seeing an actual real dragon appear in Super Mario. Spoil oh, also spoilers. There's yeah, a real also, actual yeah, dragon also appears spoilers. in Super Mario. I mean, we, we talked about spoilers earlier. I, I assume yeah, that they're spoilers, gonna... Spoilers, Mario literally goes like, woohoo, and jumps into a Just, painting of Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, and then you play the entirety of Dark Souls 3, which, I mean... There were it was rumored that it was going to be on the Switch, but I didn't know that they were going to do it like this. Uh, so that's really yeah. interesting. That I mean, uh, leave it to Nintendo to innovate. Yeah, but really though, that that set piece was incredible. Like you, like you see Bowser in his cartoon ass dragon form, dragon turtle monster. Yeah, I was say, not quite a dragon there. Not quite a dragon, but he's he's semi dragon. Um, and then you just see him on a real. Dark Souls Dragon, Skyrim Dragon, Skyrim for the Nintendo Switch out in like 30 minutes, by the way. Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> but anyway, so while that set piece was really cool and, and uh, that boss fight was just really interesting just in terms of like what a shock it was to see Mario standing next to a real looking dragon, uh, the kingdom itself is very limited and very... Um, not super memorable. It has a nice aesthetic, but it just wasn't very, it wasn't a standout except for that moment. How, what if we were to create like a kingdom Ooh. in Mario Odyssey? Just okay. like see if we can come up with some stuff. Okay, I like that. And then maybe that can be sort of our perfection because. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. One more kingdom. Okay, you know what? Because I feel like that actually could bring a little bit more to the game because like the way it stands the last three kingdoms are basically the same and the two yeah. of them are just shorter like they all take place on the moon which is it it makes sense because the last three levels are physically on the moon in the world yeah of course but spoilers. you know aesthetically it can get a, by the way spoilers yeah aesthetically it yeah. can get a little tired so uh yeah i feel like if we added like maybe one little um little extra how about this ryan okay how about this because i'm still insulted disappointed and hurt can we put null space in the game um all right so i think i missed today's episode of snap cube you need to let me, me let me explain so sonic forces uh includes a scene uh it's an entire cutscene, and it's it's an entire cutscene full of build-up and before you enter the cutscene, the level on the level select screen is called Null Space, okay? And okay. I'm, I'm thinking, this sounds cool. That's an interesting sounding level. And then the cutscene comes up, and it's Sonic and Eggman, and uh, like Sonic runs up to Eggman, and, he, and he's talking to Eggman, and he's like, he's like, ah, I'm, I'm Sonic. You're, you're not gonna beat me this time, Eggman. I had to like kind of transition into my... This is a good one. Sonic voice. You're not gonna beat me this time, Eggman. I'm Sonic. And then Eggman's like, "Ooh, Sonic! I have the Phantom Ruby." And then Sonic is like, "The Phantom Ruby? Wait, what's going on?" And then Doctor Eggman's like, "See, I have a portal here to Null Space." And Sonic's like, "Null Space? What's that?" And then Eggman is like, "It's a universe where there is nothing, and..." I'm gonna send you there now. And then Sonic is like, whoa, and gets sucked into the Null Space portal. Your avatar character jumps over a building, uses the <laughs> uses the, the grappling hook Sorry. to, to Sorry, fly. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I just, that just came out of nowhere. It's just like, Sonic and Eggman are talking. Eggman's like, I'm going to send you to the void. Also, your player character jumps over a building. <laughs> and oh, well, then... no, no, well, your you're jump <laughs> over a building. Your, your avatar spickles the hedgehog, jumps into frame. Okay. And grabs onto over Sonic. Over a building. And uh, yeah, over a building from sidewalk to tip. Jumps yep. over a building and grabs onto Sonic and is trying to pull him out. And Sonic's like, no, buddy, you'll get sucked in too. And then Tails is like, no, Sonic. And then y- your character and Sonic get sucked into null space. And, okay. and the portal closes, I think is what happens. And okay. I'm sitting there watching this thinking, oh, my God, there's going to be a whole level in null space. Like, that's so cool. Just, like, just imagine the whole aesthetic of the Phantom Ruby and Sonic is that it's, like, it makes these little, like, purple, like, pixelated glowing cubes, right? Yeah. That's, like, the entire aesthetic of it. It's, like, this weird, like, purpley, pixely universe realm. And, and so I'm they, all about that shit. Yeah, so yeah, they go into Null Space, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're going to get an entire level. It may just be one, like two minute long level but it's still going to be an entire level in this like purple pixel world playing as modern sonic and the avatar just speeding through this incredibly aesthetic world trying to escape you want to know what happens what happens the the level starts you're in you're in null space you're on a straight pathway of purpley pixels yeah and sonic is like we gotta get out of here. They need us. And your avatar says. And then. Mm-hmm. You see a light beyond the purpley path. And Sonic says. The two of us need to team up. Nothing is stopped when we work together or whatever he says when, when they do the, the double boost. And then okay. speaking of, they do a double boost um, where you do like the mashing X and it they do the we can show the world what we can fist bump thing. Yeah. Um, and then they run really fast and the rest of the level is in the normal city that you got sucked in null space out of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really disappointing. It's, it takes okay. like three seconds. So what I think we need to do is to not only fix my disappointment, but also add a little bit extra to Mario Odyssey is form a level around null space and put okay, it in I Mario have, Odyssey. All right. I have I've been I've been listening to the words you've been saying. Um, they've been flown to my ears, been working through the brain factory and been and the little thoughts, the little stimuli have all formulated into one grand idea. Um, the cutscene's gonna start, you're flying around in the Odyssey, sort of the same situation as you'd see in any other thing, and of course Bowser goes up to your ship, kind of like what he does in, uh, for Lost Kingdom and what he does for, um, Ruined Kingdom, Yeah. and he goes, and in the subtitles you see it say, hi, you're trying to stop our wedding again, Mario boy? Well, I'm sorry, but I must do this, and he pulls out the Phantom Ruby. The Phantom Ruby, where'd he get it? And I, I don't know. Wait, it explains it. Don't worry. I okay. have an explanation in this story. I'm on the edge of my seat, Ryan. And he opens up the fucking portal to null space. Mario keep is about to get sucked in, right? Right. Happy jumps over a building. <laughs> <laughs> and goes, no, Mario. 
and he tries to save him, but he gets sucked in too. Oh no! So you wake up inside of Null Space, and of course it's it's a big playground, unlike the shit you see in Sonic Forces. Yeah. Um, you jump around a bit through some of the pixels, you use some ground pounds on some relatively glowy pixels, and you get some really, like, they're, they're pink moons to match with the whole pink aesthetic yes. that the Null Space has got going yes, for it. Yes, my favorite level now, I think. Um, you see there's a few, like, bun- there's like a bunny what they have to chase in order to get a moon, but right? it's like glitching out as it hops every so oh, often. Oh, that's so cool. I'm down. Um, but, you know, we've been, we have been like gushing about super mario odyssey for like 25 minutes and we have not even touched on the capture mechanic that's fine we'll get into it if we want so here's so here's here's my recommendation oh no i think wait i have an idea and i hope to to god that where you're going is where i want you to go with this keep going again let me go off okay (laughs) so eventually you do some running around you possess like a uh Goomba or something, and the Goomba is like having a panic attack because I mean, come on, it's a null space. It's null space. Eventually, you see an area with just really long straightaway, <laughs> and you see this blue fellow <laughs> not wearing a hat because <laughs> he never wears a hat. You know of why? Sonic's never worn a hat. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, he's Sonic the Hedgehog. So Mario walks up to him, takes off his hat throws it, and you can run around through this little obstacle course all this fun time. And then, and then, here's how this little moon's gonna work. Okay. So you run through it. If you get in a certain time, you get the moon. And then after you pick up the moon, uh, Mario, possessing Sonic, looks into the camera and says, now you can see what I can Nintendo. <laughs> Got to go fast. <laughs> Got to go fast. <laughs> Oh, I sure do like chili dogs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sonic's just like, huh, I'm in hell. <laughs> this is where I've made my bed and where I should lie in it. <sighs> so null space in Mario Odyssey. And then everybody will finally be happy because it's the Sonic Adventure 3 level that we've been waiting for for 30,000 millennium years. You know it. And then, of course, all the fan artists will be happy, too. All the people on DeviantArt, because now Mario will finally be inside Sonic. That's going to be this episode of Nothing's Perfect. Uh (laughs) Wait, no, we're halfway done. (laughs) The The fun has only begun. Okay, well, let's hope the fun doesn't involve uh, Mario being inside Sonic anymore, uh, because I don't think that's a direction we need to follow. All right, so uh, do you have anything else we can hit the perfect sauce on? I'll go ahead and throw this one out there and see if we can do anything with it. Um, So this one is a little bit of a sequel perfection. Ooh. Uh, This one comes from uh, Raziel Dragon uh, 200, at Raziel Dragon 200 on Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, Raziel B. Uh, They said Portal 2. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Last time uh, we just said, we can't perfect Portal only to come to a really small minor like change of like make yeah. it blue and pink instead of blue and orange which i mean accurate yeah and we can easily just keep that on this one and just call it a day but here's where we're gonna get into the opinion zone okay i'm ready in that portal one is far superior to portal two i um i okay we've talked about this personally before um hi I, welcome to the opinion zone I, yeah, no, I think, I disagree. Um, I think that Portal 2 
is fantastic. I mean, I'm sure, I, I'm not saying that you don't think it's fantastic. I think that yeah, Portal 2 is better than Portal 1 simply out of personal opinion because I think that the way that they took the the purity of Portal 1's structure and gameplay and widened it and expanded it not only in gameplay but in tone and in story and in environment i think that they just nailed it i think they did it perfectly and i think that they just they expanded so much on it and it it was just all very very good uh portal 2 is one of my favorite games ever um and yeah i i think it's as close to a perfect game as you can as you can have but i am interested don't don't be remiss i don't think like that portal 2 is a bad game very very yeah, no, very wh- far from it like I'm, I'm i'm just curious because my perspective being it's as close to a perfect game as you can get like i don't have any tangible flaws to talk about with it right because like yeah i i love it and i love every single solitary thing about it i don't think there are any flaws that i would personally consider flaws with it i really think it's as close to a perfect game as you can get but yeah, that leads to me. That leads to me being interested to hear what you have to say because you disagree. Yeah, I mean, my reasons are, if anything, I I don't want to be like my opinions are bullshit. They don't mean anything. Like some sort of Deb Deborah Downer. Um, but like, I feel like my reasons aren't really the most logically oriented. Right. If that means a lot. I feel like once they moved on, like, okay, so when I look at Portal. I see it as sort of like an experiment where they struck gold and maybe it was just like the whole concept of like, maybe it's sort of like the context around it that I find it to be better and that it was just something where it's like, hey, let's just put a few people on the team on this, um, base it on a college project that a bunch of people put a lot of hard work into um, right. called Vernacular Drop. I actually, de- yeah. I actually recommend it. It's pretty neat. Um, just sort of give it to these guys and just see what they can do with it. And then they end up making something incredible that outshines the stuff that like Valve had been so hard focused on. And then when they moved up to Portal 2, while they did a fantastic job, um, I'm going to sound like a hipster when I say this, but I feel like some of the magic was kind of lost a little bit on it. Like, don't right. get me wrong. I feel like the whole like visual aesthetic upgrades of it, like the aesthetic upgrades are phenomenal. There's a lot of awesome new like gameplay mechanics that really work but at the same time it it, i don't want to say it feels too big like feel like it's gotten too big no i i understand what you mean i i definitely think there is there is merit to the fact that portal one is such a perfectly condensed piece of programming magic you know like it is it was so innovative and creative in every single way it needed to be and could have been and like it really is it really is fantastic and like they they pulled off something incredible and and I know what you mean it's just like this pure raw experience of genius yeah, all exactly. the way through and with portal 2 you still have like in terms of volume you have a lot more genius in it like as you mentioned the extended story the extended uh all that stuff but at the same time that leaves a lot more room for it to feel sort of bloated i don't want to say bloated that has such a negative connotation to it because i still love the game i don't i i I want to stress this much as i can i love portal 2 to pieces (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like if i say anything bad i'll have to get my awesome gamer taste card revoked (laughs) 
ever be pinned as Ryan, the guy who didn't like Portal 2 that one time. There's a lot of, like, grander scale to it. But, I mean, it's it's just another one of those things where it's, as you mentioned, it's just a lot more condensed and a lot more packaged in the original that it was just like, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Like, there there wasn't a lot of fanfare around it. It was just this special thing that they put on the orange box. Like, this is a nice little test thing. Have fun. And yeah. it was just, like, a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, for sure. Um, if we're looking for, like, legitimate, like, flaws, I would say, I, I feel like um, in the second game, they caught wind of the fact that there was a little meme that was made around a certain confectionery dessert. And it's a status regarding the truth. So they were just like, hey, 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 Tom. Hey, Tom from Valve. You know, we should put, in, we should put a little cake reference in the game. That, that would make all the gamers really happy, wouldn't it? That'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Despite the fact that this meme had... Okay, quick rule of thumb. If, the, if a meme is shown on national television, it it's isn't... done. It's done. I mean... It's done. Get rid of it swipe it off of your desk put it in a pan fry it whenever i see it a meme on national television i immediately feel either relief or pain like for instance when the kid from the damn daniel vines was on ellen i was like oh thank jesus <laughs> it's but, over but when i see and this is a real thing when I see a McDonald's advertisement that includes Grumpy Cat being all grumpy, and then he is given a McDonald fry, and then he smiles a little bit, I just go, no. No. You were the chosen one. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's done. Anyway, so what's wrong with Portal 2? Uh, first of all, trying to bring back, well, not trying to bring back the cake meme, but just being all like, here's a cake joke. Bop. Um, I feel like, I feel like while... After Wheatley takes over the, um, the Aperture Science and you're forced down to the inner bowels of Aperture Science, spoiler alert for a six-year-old game, um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel oh like... God. Portal 2 and Skyrim came out on the same year. Oh, yeah, and Skyrim is getting another release in... Portal 2 on the Switch? Minutes. I'd play it. I'd play it. Um, I feel like while it did a very good job of, like, world building and and stuff, like... I feel like the underground segments were just a little bit too large, a little bit too spa empty space. Right. Null space? A little bit too no Yeah, see, we can, so when you fall you into the ground, you fall into null space. You fall into null space. Yeah, and then um, you shoot a portal at Sonic, and then you look at the camera, and <laughs> Chell says her first words, which is, time to see what I can Nintendo. <laughs> and then you're like, this Nintendo isn't anywhere in this equation. Why did you say that, Shell? And, and she then said, it pans up, and you see that Chell's wearing a Mario hat. <gasps> she was being controlled by Mario this whole time. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, like, they're just like... Oh, my God, wait. No, wait. And then, of course, like, fucking everyone emails Gabe, like, Gabe, what the fuck? Has there been, like, a deal between you and Nintendo or something? And, like, they all go back saying, it'll be explained the next E3. Everyone's on the tip edge of their seats trying to see what's going to happen. And Gabe walks out with a Mario hat on and says, <laughs> Wait, hello! I'm going to be releasing Half-Life 3 for the Nintendo Switch exclusive. Oh, my God. Wait, so Mario is just, like possessing gaming CEOs to give us a better gaming space. Like Honestly, he's, he's doing a better job perfecting the world than we are. Super. 
Super Super Mario E3. Mario goes to every booth, possesses a gaming company CEO, and fixes gaming forever. The only exception is like, and he keeps this going on for like a thousand years. And like, so the year's 20, like 48. And you see Todd Howard walk out with the Mario hat saying, Let's talk about Skyrim for the Nintendo V. <laughs> the Nintendo V? That's what it's going to be called. Mark my words. Also, Ryan, yeah. I've discovered something terrible. Uh, yeah. I think that Shell in the long run is going to be a bad influence on Mario. And maybe not in the way that you think. Because Mario... Because I feel like when Mario possesses something, since he gains their abilities and their understanding of their abilities, it's kind of like a mind melt thing where like he knows kind of who they are in a, in a basic sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it would only make sense, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. So the next time, <laughs> the next time that Mario wakes up in the morning, brushes his teeth, puts on his work clothes, his, his jump pursuit, Walks out to check his mail. Oh, what's this? A letter from Princess Peach. Mm hmm It's... She hasn't... She hasn't spoken to me in forever. I wonder what these are going to say. He opens it up. Dear Mario, please come to the castle. Oh, no. I have baked a cake for you. And he looks at it and he says, As if, bitch. And then puts it back. <laughs> I do not trust like that. At Charles Martinet. Can I pay you $200 to say, as if a bitch, I don't trust it like that. <laughs> so that's Perfect Portal 2. Yeah, that's Perfect Portal 2. Um, how do we perfect it? Do we just put Mario in there again? We put, we put Mario in null space again. <laughs> oh, you know. I think it's good, though. I think it's good. Thank you so much for listening to another null spacing episode of Nothing's Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share and discuss it on your social media choice using the hashtag PerfectedCast. Which is also where you can leave your own suggestions for what we should perfect next. We appreciate you spreading the word and keeping our show afloat. And we absolutely love hearing what you have to say, which is also why you should leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you like about the show or what you think we can do better. It helps tremendously. It really does, but if you're feeling even more generous and would like to support the show more directly, go to patreon.com slash knittinggiantbeanies and pledge any amount to not only support its continuation, but gain access to episodes a day early. For as little as $1 a month, let's see what they've won. <laughs> You'll be one of the first to witness perfection happen before your very eyes. With all that being said, I'm Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at knittinggb. And I'm Ryan. You can find me on Tumblr at chongoblog or on Twitter at chongotweet. You can also find me uh, playing Skyrim for the Switch right now. Dude, dude I thought you were, were going to wait for me. I never wait for anybody. Todd um, doesn't wait, does he? You're right. I need to download it right now. Where's my Switch? Where is it? Bye-bye, spaghetti. No, we're, we're just going to okay, redo cool. it. It's fine. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another ball smack. <laughs> no, you can't.